All right, how's it going, everybody? I am here with my man, Jorge Brights. I apologize that I'm doing this on my shitty little microphone. Uh, we were trying to set it up with my uh, computer and it just wasn't working. So we're recording this straight to my camera. Um, pretty much, uh, I have Jorge here with me. We uh, met up earlier this week. Well, backtrack a few months ago, Jorge was like, I'm going to this conference and uh, was asking if I was coming and Vegas wasn't too far from me. So I was like, let's do it. I agreed to, or we both agreed that we were going to stay and, and film some content together while we were out here in Vegas. Uh, so first and foremost, I want to kind of give you guys a formal introduction. I want to give you guys a formal introduction to Jorge um, and, or at least allow him to introduce himself. And then we're going to talk about some various topics that we've been talking about uh, while we are out here in Vegas together. So Jorge, can you tell me a little bit about um, who you are? how you got such a large social media following, because I think that's something that's pretty apparent about you, and also how you got into coaching as well. Um, and you can go back as far as like, you're, you immigrated to the United States, right? Like you're not originally from here. Um, so just give us like kind of the rundown of that story if you can. Sure thing. Well, first of all, first and foremost, uh, Dylan, th thanks for having me. You know, it's, honestly, it's been a really, really cool experience uh, being with you in this, con yeah, you know, throughout the, the entire thing, the conference, and you know, just uh, being here with you, training with you. It's really cool because it's one thing doing, you know, this online coaching thing by, you know, as an individual, but being around people that are doing something similar uh, or that, you know, are at, at your level in that regard, it's, uh, it's really inspiring, it's really motivating. So, you know, thanks. Thanks for being here and having me in, in the podcast. Um, so where to start? So yeah, I use, thanks for the small introduction there. I pretty much moved to the, the, the United States um, in 2016, late 2016, almost 2017. Um, that was not something planned. Uh, I pretty much had got notice of that like five days prior, if so. Um, so it was like a little bit of a, of a surprise, as so you, you, you might be able to tell. Um, but yeah, I moved here, and honestly, it's been um, one... I cannot, I cannot express the gratitude that I have for just being here. Um, you know, coming from where I come from, um, the amount of opportunities that we have here in the States is just overwhelming. But anyways... Where, where is it you come from? Oh, yes. I mean forgot that. Uh, so I'm Venezuelan. I was born in uh, Venezuela, Caracas, more specifically. Um, and I lived there my entire life until I moved. Can you give us some perspective of like what it was like growing up in Venezuela? Sure. I mean, so when it comes to my up upbringing, um, in my, like my family, honestly, I'm very fortunate to always have a uh, to have had such a such a support system, um, my parents, my family members were always there for me uh, during for you know for the hardest for the hardest things and for, for the most challenging parts of it and for the most you know um, the most uh, what's what's the word I'm looking for. Um, the most, the easy, uh, 
what I'm trying to say. The hard times, the easy times. Yeah, the, for, for the easy times and the hard times, uh, to, throughout the entire thing. Yeah. Um, and so I think the biggest thing in Venezuela is that we have a, a very different, different culture over there. Um, not trying to say that it's bad, a bad culture, but let's just say that we don't have, or during my time growing up, I didn't have the same values that people have here. In the sense that in Venezuela, things like you know, a bullying or you know, talking about other people—that's actually almost like part of part of the culture. Uh, so, so sometimes when I see people here complaining about, oh, this person called me this name, I'm like, man. I mean, if you live in, if you right. were from where I come from, like. That that would would not be a discussion, but it, it gives you a different perspective on a lot of those things, right? Like it, it can you you know how bad it can be, yes. kind of right. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. I mean, um, like like how 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 bad is it? Like, what are some things that maybe you struggled with growing up in in Venezuela? Well, sure. So happens that in Ven- back back to where I grew up. I was actually, like, my family, we were really different to a degree. Uh, so it happens that in Venezuela, we have a lot of people that that have a lot of family, family or their family members are all, all from Venezuela, from from the area. But there are also an, another side of, um, of people that have a lot, example, a lot of people like me, for example, that... We have uh, a lot of, uh, let's say, our origins are from Euro- uh, Europe, right? So I was pretty much almost like one of the very few, let's say, white kids, right, in school. And so that was that came to with you know a lot of names, nicknames, and I will also at times I was treated differently because of that. So uh, and yes, that can happen, um, at least there. So I grew up that way, um, but thankfully, again, since it's part of the culture, it's not that it's not like people are just judging you and trying to do bad to you. It's just like part of how things are, and you kind of have to grow and grow out of it. And I think that that's also something that um, was positive to me for me, you know, because you have to learn to navigate navigate those type of things, and uh, that can be very beneficial when you grow up and you actually have to deal with. You know, life because life, life doesn't care whether you are upset or not. You just have to deal with it. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much how I grew up. Uh, honestly, it wasn't a bad, a bad life there. Um, the only thing is, I mean, as some of you guys, you can Google it. I don't know. Um, Venezuela, like during the time that I was living there, at least from the 1998, I was born in 1998. 2016, 17, we've been going through like a really, really bad uh, time in regards of politics, uh, economics, and all that sort of thing. So that was the thing for sure. That was a big reason why we are here now, that why I moved here. But yeah, that's that's about it, I suppose. I think what my next question might be. Uh, well, I think uh, I'm I'm somewhat aware of this story, but you actually the way you got into like fitness and lifting was that you originally were overweight. Can you talk a little bit about that experience and how it led you to, you know, finding weightlifting and nutrition and things like that? Sure. So, yeah, I mean, funny enough, I grew up as an overweight kid, as 
you know, I think most people, uh, at least most guys, we there's there's a there's a big amount of guys at least that I well actually let me repeat that. Um, yeah, so actually I did I did grow I did grow up as an overweight kid. Um, funny enough, I spent my entire life. There was not a time in my childhood that I did not do any sports. Not even just like I'm not talking about like going three times per week to like play tennis. I'm talking about like high level sports six times per week, three four hours per day. That was my entire life. And even though that was the case, I was still very chubby. So yes, you cannot um, you cannot overtrain a bad diet. That that's just not a thing, right? Um, so the re- and I think the reason, and I, I would have, I think that I want to elaborate why that was the case. My dad was um, a very high level swimmer, and therefore he pretty much wanted me to follow his footsteps. So uh, I even have videos, he has videos of me, like just he throwing me as a baby in the pool and just like, I was just like swimming. So that's funny, but um, yeah, pretty much grew up, grow, growing up, I was really overweight. I. And because of that, I had a lot of self-confidence issues. Uh, I thought for there were times in which I would tell myself, "Well, you know, um, you know, you look really different from your friends. You just can't. You don't feel in fit in the same clothes. Um, and since you're overweight, and everybody else were like in really, really good, uh, good shape, I had a hard time even just making friends or even um, just being um, in social interactions." Um, now I th- have to say that a lot of it has to do a lot because of my condition. I um, Asperger, but in the low in the low spec- spectrum, and that also I suppose that it led to my own, you know, being detached from from the group as well. Um, but yeah, I grew up. Uh, growing up during my teenage years, I pretty much was like, you know what, you have to do something else because. Exercise alone is just not going to cut it. Like we've we've been through this before, right? So I started to you know do one step at a time, one one thing at a time when it comes to nutrition. I did every single diet uh, that you could hear of. You know, uh, the keto diet, clean eating, vegan, even carnivore. Yes, I yes you heard it, vegan to carnivore. That was the thing. Um, and you know, slowly but surely, I was again knowledge because in the end you get those reps in and I started to learn about basics of nutrition started tracking my macros um, I was actually I actually at the same time that I started doing that I started to get in the gym but more so to complement my sports right so I was like I want to get better at swimming I want to get faster therefore <coughs> we're complementing uh, swimming with lifting now slowly over time as you might as you, as some of you guys, my my my, as some of you guys um, might might be in that in that in the same position, you started perhaps you started going to the gym because you want to you wanted to get better at football um, or whatever sport you're doing, and that slowly but surely transitioned into more love towards bodybuilding or you know just improving body composition, um, and. Um, in 2018, I became a coach. Um, I got my certification at least, which doesn't mean that you know what you're doing, right? Um, and I spent pretty much two years just like working with one client at a time in person. 
um, but in 2020, in 2020, you know, with everything going on with COVID, that was like the time for me to say, you know what, it's the moment and it's now or never because um, there's no option. I, like I always wanted to help more people and I took the leap and with, I, I pretty much, I reached people that were doing it and that were doing online coaching and, you know, slowly started to take clients pretty much um, for free. Started working with one client at a time again online, which is completely different from working one-on-one. -on -one. It's a lot of more detail that you have to put into right. into the programs, content, and you know overall systems. Yeah. And that's how we started. That's that's it. Well, there's a few things that happened in there, uh, as far as I know. That really, um, they're a little bit different, I would say. So you got into competing. And um, a lot of people watching this or who go and check your Instagram see that you have a pretty large following, like pretty substantial, like even by the standards of today. Um, and you mentioned there was a specific event that actually uh, catapulted that. Can you talk about kind of that? Because I think like a lot of people are like, that's like the epitome. Like you have, you have a bunch of social media followers and like your life set and you're, you're good to go. You don't ever have to work you know, all that stuff, like explain that situation and how that occurred. Absolutely. So happens that in 2020, right, which was the year in which I launched, I launched my uh, online business. I decided that I wanted to compete for the second time um, in my life. And that was the competition that I decided to do was summer shredding. Now, I really liked the show, uh, that show mostly because that was an opportunity for me to um, be around people that are in the in in the coaching environment. There's a lot of a lot of uh, coaches that were going to that event, um, online coaches that I knew, and therefore I was like, you know what, this is the time. There's perhaps it might not feel like the right the right time, but I, you know, I just just as anything else, you have to you cannot wait for the perfect time. So I decided to do the show. Um, during that time, I uh, started working with Jared, right? And uh, I prepped in... The guy with the funny haircut. Yes, the guy with the funny haircut, that guy. Um, but, yeah, I started doing the show. I, I, I prepped for the show, and um, answering to your question, the reason why... And funny, funny enough, the reason why I gained such a big following, right? Because a lot of people ask, how do you get there? That was just an Instagram story video that I, a friend of mine just recorded of me training right after the show. Uh, so we were just like training. We had tons of carbs. We were just like full of glycogen. Let's hit some biceps. And so he recorded a video of me like doing preacher curls. Now, as you might be able to tell, I have like a very young face. And it gets worse when I get to a very low body fat percentage. And so I was just training. He recorded that. I saved the video. I didn't even post it. Posted it. I just saved it. Then a week later, I'm in home. I'm just like, okay, what else? Like, I haven't posted in a week. Let's just post what, whatever. So I was like, okay, that video looks cool. I just put a, a good audio, posted it. And it just it went viral. Like, I've never experienced anything like that in my life. I shared that. Then like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of accounts started sharing it, and you know, 
to my to my surprise, it was like, oh my god, that's awesome, that's fantastic. You know, you always want to go viral because that's supposedly a good thing, yeah. which, which yes, it's good because in the end, unless you did something horrible, attention is attention, right? So, which I'm not complaining about at all, but let's just say that it did get me the wrong type of viewership, let's say, because people who were sharing that were sharing that with the captions saying something along the lines of, oh, this 12-year-old kid, 12-year-old kid who's on steroids, wow, just look at this, right? And they just started sharing that with the, that caption in mind. They didn't even know. They, they, would, they would tag me, and my, I, I, even, I even had my, my age or my bio. I'm like, dude, you can just look at my bio. <laughs> Before posting that, but anyways, that's that's a lot of work, Corey. I don't know. Yeah, I suppose, but uh, yeah, my my account went from like 10k to 80k in a matter of four or five months. Well, you already had 10k before. First, can we backtrack just a little bit, and then we'll come back to this? How did yes. you get to 10k in the first place? Well, I mean, I got to 10k simply by. Um, doing what I'm doing now, which is maybe not as consistent or as, let's say, you know, as with with amount of quality, because of course I didn't know that as much as I know back then as I do now, right? But I would just share my journey. And, uh, and honestly, I wasn't <clears throat> even, I didn't even know what I was posting because, you know, I didn't know how to do an online business at all, but I was at least just sharing my journey and being as, as honest as possible, because I think that that's the main way, that's the way in which you should always grow an account is by being, whether you're doing it for business or personal, you want to put out there what, you know, just what what's happening in your life and maybe not just share whatever, right? And maybe not just share one thing, but just try to be honest. Like, okay, today I woke up, I would share things like, um, I'm 30 days out. I'm feeling really tired. Cardio is killing me. I don't want to be in the gym, but I'm showing up. I'm putting in the work. Here's my push workout. And would, I would just post that. And the next day, I would post something along the lines, it's Lex. I'm not sure if this is right, but this is what's worked for me. Give it a shot. Here's the description of my workout, whatever. So I was just sharing my journey for my prep. And before that, I was sharing my journey on my off-season. And that's pretty much how I got from 0 to 10K. Yeah, that really speaks to the whole um, document, don't create. That's something I originally heard from Gary Vee, where it's like I, people were like, oh, I don't know what content to post. And it's like, well, just document your process, whatever is the thing that you do or you're trying to market yourself for. Just do, just document that. And people are like, oh, like my life's boring. And it's like, well, no, it's not, not necessarily that. I mean, it's entertaining to other people and other people can relate to your story. Here, hold on one second. I'm going to check So yeah, people I think relate to your story. So I think that's that's really awesome that you did that. Um, so so you were saying you got up to eighty k. What kind of um, transpired after that? So like you said that a lot of the people weren't sharing your stuff for the right reason, and I think kind of controversy generally breeds that virality. It's like it's controversial because like here's this twelve year old kid who's who's on steroids. Like oh my god, and that's where people are sharing it, but. I think there was some legwork you have to put in after that. At least I would assume so because, like, 
you potentially could convert some of those people now over to, you know, coaching and stuff like that, right? Like you could actually potentially, um, you know, convert them over to your business, whether they shared, you know, originally came for something else, right? Um, so how, what, how did you navigate that situation? Oh, yeah, 100%. So happens that after that, um, I had the advantage that people who were coming to my content, maybe 90% of those were just like people with the wrong reasons. Let's just say that because, I mean, who follows a 12-year-old kid on steroids? I don't know. I don't, right? Uh, but a lot of those were like just curious people that were just got to my page and then they, they were like, okay, well, this kid... Show, it's sharing really useful tips. Let's follow him, right? So I think that during that time, I got a lot of... I, I actually was really happy, you know, because although I got that crazy, weird fame, um, I know for a fact that all mo a lot of the, the things that I was sharing were, um, were resonating with a lot of people. I got a lot of, like, the amount of messages that I would get on a day-to-day -day basis in comments for from people saying dude love your work you know thanks for sharing that thanks for helping me thanks for answering to my to my question right so it's not all bad at all at all it's just it wasn't the type of let's say fame that i was looking for so i would like once i get, got to up to again just going back to your answering to your question didn't to 80k i just tried try my best to keep edu educating myself, of course, and therefore provide more useful, um, actual actionable uh, information for people to, do, to, take, to, to take to their own, to own, their own journey. And um, be honest with you, I've always been the type of person who is like, okay, I know, I know what I, how I behave, and I know that if someone helps me, I will tend to want to reciprocate. And though that's why it's like I started to create guides. I started to create like, um, let's say, yeah, small guides and just provide information, as much information as I could, free, for free. And I know that because of that, I got a lot of clients, right? Because they were like, okay, this guy is providing me with so much value for free. Like, how much could he help me if, if I were to, to pay him, right? And so... That's how I started like my coaching business to like grow, and I was able able to help more people. And I know that at least you know if someone came to me answer uh, asked for help, and it, that person didn't get to work with me, at least they were able to benefit from it. So, which is awesome, right? right. And 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 it's possible that that person maybe doesn't need her coaching, but might know someone who does, right? And I've had people like that before too, where it's like, you never know, you just never know. And that's like where I personally like go through life and I just try to treat everybody like, just just like a human being, like a good person. Cause you never, and it's not even about getting something out of that. I mean, I think the reason even like, and I get the same vibe from you, Jorge, cause of the conversations you had, but like the reason I even got into coaching was to help people. like. Yeah, it's like cool, like, okay, maybe I can make money doing the thing that I love. But like, really, first and foremost, it's like, let's help people. Let's help as many people as possible. And then the income as it comes as a result, because you're trading, you know, this service you provide for that or in this help you provide, yeah. right? Um, for, for, for money, right? Yeah. Um, and that's a great thing, because you know, you have money to live and people have results and they're happy, right? Um, but I think that it's it, it can get it can get 
I, I could see how when I was younger, I might get caught up in in something like getting the views, getting the clout, trying to just get clients first. But even if you're not doing it for beneficial reasons, for self-beneficial reasons, um, where was I going with that? Um, Helping people? Yeah, yeah. So even if you're not doing it like, like, like uh, what was it? Providing value. Even if you're not like, doing it to for for like self promotion self uh, beneficial reasons um man i'm totally fucking blanking right now give me a sec that's all right <laughs> I um, it's it's been a long fucking weekend like we both are running on six hours or less of sleep each that's yeah I've, that's that's being fair it, and jorge is a fucking workhorse like i i you know i don't think i work hard like i i feel like i have a lot to go but i look at someone like jorge and he just fucking grinds and i want to talk about that in a minute um, but on the providing value thing, I think that, um, really even, okay. So even if you're not trying to benefit yourself, like, um, giving, giving away stuff for free will get you more clients. So even if you're not doing it just because like you purely love to help people, I think that does come, especially even if you're like, not like, like when people are like, it's really rewarding to help people when they first told me that when they first told me that though, I had no idea. Like I just didn't like, I was like, that's weird. Like, you know what I mean? And as I've gotten older, I've really started to understand that as I've helped more people, I've really seen how impactful it is on me. Like, I mean, there's times where people are like messaging me and I'm like tearing up because they say how impactful my coaching was on them and their life, like in ways that I wouldn't even imagine. And that is huge to me. Like it's, it's, it's greater than my own personal goals at a lot of times. Um, so that can come, but just remember, like try to give first. People will feel obligated to give to you, to, to buy your services. If you give them so much value for free, they almost feel bad not to buy your services because you've given them so much for free. A hundred percent with you, Dylan. You know, in the end, I, be honest with you, I just started coaching because A, I knew that I was a job and as a job, you make a living out of it, right? But more than anything, it's because I, man, I spent so many years, two, three years at least at the beginning, in which I knew nothing and I felt so frustrated because I didn't see any progress or at least I didn't, I wasn't aware of the progress because first of first of all, I didn't know what progress looked like, right? We were just talking about it in gym. And I felt so lost, man, so lost. I would, I remember I messaged, I, I did message so many coaches, famous coaches, you know, with the blue mark and everything. When I was like a, an account with like five followers, I was like, hey, can you help me? Hey, I don't know what I'm doing. Hey, can someone help me? And I remember no one got back to me. And so, at this point in my life, at, yeah, at this point in my life, I was like, you know what? It just feels f amazing to be that person that I wish I had Dude, back then. 1,000%. Yeah. Like, people reach out to me, and sometimes I have kids that reach out to me, and I try to respond to as many people as I can because I know that I was there. I was there, and and, and it just feels so so good and fulfilling. Like, that that's that's my, my, my main driver. Dude, I mean, like... What, what Jorge just said is like one of the main reasons why I coach. I mean, I remember like the reason I decided to, I remember I was at the gym and a trainer was helping somebody and I was hearing them just give them just really bad advice, like harmful advice almost. And I was like, I need to, how do, how do I prevent this? And the way to prevent it is at least to, well, you can now with social media, you can put out better information 
and you can at least stop some people from working from them. And, and a lot of the time, what I'm what I'm getting now is people coming from these coaches already having some issues as a result, and they're you're, you're almost like their last resort. Like they're like, I'm so messed up. Like I don't. I'm about to. I'm about to quit. Like I feel hopeless. Yada yada yada. And you have an opportunity to really make an impact on these people, and it's so important to me. And like Jorge said, like making sure I respond to all of the messages, um, um, making sure that I build connections with people, and 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 through the experiences that I've had with coaches and I've had in the industry, trying to identify the things I had issues with, and make sure that those are things that I would never like compromise on as a coach. Like I'm always answering their messages. I'm always uh, updating them on time. I'm always getting back to them. I'm always um, just like trying to build a relationship and, and really caring about their progress. And uh, it's because I saw that in the industry and I wanted to help change it. And I felt like the best way to do that was to to essentially lead by example. You got this, you're, you're trying to provide value to your clients. You converted some people over. But like, let's fast forward to, to right now. I'm, I'm, I come and I, I hang out with Jorge and I'm like, obviously like I see he posts a lot on social media, right? And for those of you out there who like want to build a brand, whether you're a coach or you're an athlete, um, like Jorge posts multiple times a day a lot of the time and he's posting in his stories and, and whatnot. Um, but I, I kind of had an idea because like, I, for example, you guys who follow me on social media, on Instagram and stuff, like, you know, I edit these videos and, and it takes me a lot of time to do it. Like, it, it's not, it's not something that like, you know, I, it, it just happens. Like, you know, you ha I, have to, I have to sometimes plan out these videos ahead of time. I have to get the right shots, um, you know, potentially make a caption, add music, add the right sounds, like, uh, you know, figure out what time to post, all that stuff. And, and you know, I don't even post like every day. Like at the point when I met Jorge, I'm posting like four or five times a week. Which is solid. Which is solid. Like I, I've definitely come a long way in that regard. But so I'm hanging out with him and I just look at how much he's doing. We're at this conference and in between speakers um, or speakers that, you know, like we, we had seen already or weren't as relevant to our situation, he was, we were working and I obviously like, a, you know, it inspired me. I'm, I'm very driven in that regard too. But like I've just never seen someone just work so much and, and work so hard. Like he's just on his phone. He has he has um, he he has in his, in one of his apps on his phone. He has a bunch of drafts of posts that he's gonna make. He's constantly thinking of new posts, and then uh, you know both him and I are like answering client messages and like doing all this stuff. Um, and I think that it's really important to, to to notice that like just because Jorge has the following that he does does not mean that it does not take constant work to uphold that and continue to get client leads. So kind of talk a little bit about that, like how much work it is to, to really do all this, to maintain all this, to grow your business. Sure. So first, guys, you do not have to post multiple times per week in different platforms. Um, it's just a matter of being consistent with the, uh, the schedule that you have and what works for you, right? Because honestly, like Dylan, the production value of the stuff that he posts is not even close to what I post, right? Uh, his stuff is much like way, like the um, quality of the video, the quality of the audio, like it's way different, uh, which is fantastic, it's great. Um, in my case though, I found that just being there in the eyes of my of my followers or the people that perhaps are going to be could be my followers in, in you know 
if they decide to, to follow, it's the biggest thing. And also, make sure that you're providing good value, value that you're speaking to the person that you want to work with. So in my case, I want to work with uh, usually are uh, men that perhaps they were they did sports right back in the day. They're in the th their late 30s, 40s, or even late 20s, but they're really frustrated. They're overweight. They can't. They feel they they have this deep desire to get better, but they don't know where to start. I really like to work with that these type of people because they're really really driven. They know what it takes. They've they've had success in the past. And therefore, they can do that again, but they just need the action steps. And therefore, I create content that's speaking to that person. Um, so that I'm just like giving you a little bit of a, of a rundown of why in, or the type of content I create, right? Now, I don't find, in my case, I don't find, I don't see the need to make like super high quality production videos because I found that People, as long as it's a decent video, it's, of course, you're following certain, it's, it's, it looks good, right? Um, and that you're providing value. And also, a lot of people really like, you know, things that are a little bit more raw, that are like, they can relate to, right? And so that's why I'm like, sometimes I even will reach out to Dylan to edit a few videos for me because he's amazing at that. Uh, but most of the time, I just like to post stuff, stuff that's going to be valuable for my clients uh, or potential clients again. Um, when it comes to my process, I try to, like every time I have an idea, I don't waste a second to like just go on my phone, go on my notes and just like, hey, make a video about this topic. Or remember, make a video about this or just like make content because this is something that um, you had a, a client, uh, a call with a prospect and he was dealing a lot with anxiety around food, so you have to make a, a video about that, right? And that's my thought process. I, I try to get all those posts, or the majority of those posts, uh, at least like a draft done by Saturday or Sunday, so that during the week I can just like, you know, finish a few things, perhaps just edit the, the, uh, the videos and just post it, because otherwise, like, you know, we need time to coach, really actually yeah, coach. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, unlike the the quality thing, I think that like I personally just like quality, so that's just why I do it. Like, it's just I just like a good looking video. I like decent audio, um, and I think it's you know obviously coming from uh, many of you don't know, but my 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 father's a photographer, um, and some other people in my life, like my girlfriend's grandfather is a sound engineer, right? And, and I mean, like their shit like shits on my my quality content, right? But I just I just always have liked that, and I grew up around it and seeing it. Um, so it's just something that I like to do, but I would say that like for those of you who want to grow a following, you know, whether you are an athlete or a coach, um, it, it, it really just comes down to consistency. It's not, it's not necessarily the quality and, and people buy into different brands and different things for different reasons, right? Um, the rawness is, is, is important. Sometimes like Jorge does reach out to me to have these videos edited because sometimes having a nice scripted video where you kind of adhere to certain things that do well on, on social media might help. Um, you know, like having things moving on screen frequently and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, so, so like, like, I mean, Jorge literally has, I just would glance over at him while he's working. He has all of these drafts that he's been making. And I think that, um, for those of you who coach 
it's really helpful like uh, to get frequently asked questions and you create content around that and then you can actually send that to clients. Like, like uh, for example, yes. myo reps is something I get asked a lot. Well, I just created a video about that and then anytime a client asks about it, I just send them that video. So it's a win-win. You have content and you're also helping your specific clients which saves you time as well. And then um, if I'm, if, even if a client has a question or something comes up, I usually make a draft on that and I just, I'm gonna make a piece of content out of that. That's a great way to get ideas. Otherwise you just have stuff you do in your daily life uh, as well. And um, yeah, I, I think Jorge mentioned this as well and this is something I used to do. He, he told me the other day, it's like, don't, cause I was like, I wanna post more after we're done, you know, meeting this week and whatever. And he's like, don't, um, don't put pressure on yourself to do, do your best. But like, if you don't post a day, like it's okay. Like, and that's the thing is like, sometimes life happens. So like, you know, it's okay if you don't post on a certain day, as long as you're just generally consistent, like maybe you have like a minimum post a week and you set that like slightly below the threshold you think you can handle. So let's say like you, you, you're like, I, I think I can handle five. Let, let's say like, then you're like, okay, I'm gonna do four posts a week. And if I can do a fifth, then awesome. Like I'm going to go for it. And that's uh, like, we, we have some other videos we shot, but like, let's talk about like, like getting little wins. So like right now I do about four or five. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to make sure I can try to do five consistently for a while. Once I do that, like that's a win. I'm going to move on from that 100%. or whatever it might be instead of, you know, overwhelming yourself and then burning out. But, but it, so with Jorge making all this content, it's because like he's trying to grow his business and he's maintaining his current client load and maintaining leads by creating this content. And, and like, I'm, like I told you, he has 100,000 followers and this guy still is working nonstop. It does not stop. Like just because you have a large following does not mean that you just get to not work. Like, I mean, I'm, you maybe could leverage it in a way like that, but Jorge is really invested in growth from, from what we've talked about. He's really invested, and this is where we both relate a lot. He's really invested on growing his business uh, for a number of reasons. One, because it, it's kind of like for both of us, it's just something that we enjoy doing. Uh, it allows us to help people. It's kind of like almost like a game. Like, how do we, you know, how do we do this? How do we do this? Um, and, and then and, and two, some personal goals that we have that maybe we'll discuss another time. Um, and, and, and so, uh, but, but just to, to give you an idea, like, uh, I mean, this guy is like literally working from sun up to sun down and we are literally having conversations about like, like even having downtime. He's like, I, I don't know how to do it. And like, I'm the same. I was like, I like, I, I was telling him recently, I, I started, um, having a day of the week that I set aside where I like try to finish up work by this time and then do nothing. And I told him I would just get anxious. I would like sit there and like, didn't know what to do with myself. And he's like, well, you could try working. And I'm like, yeah, I know that's the point of trying to not work. Uh, so, because like, it's just like something we enjoy doing and, and it, it, it is hard because, you know, I was telling him like, you know, working still requires like your, your, your attentional focus. Like it's not, it is therapeutic to us in some regard, but it's like also like it's, it's work, you know, at the end of the day, right. At least we enjoy doing it. Yeah. We enjoy doing it, but like, it's still like, like, I mean, for example, we're doing this right now. We could be, you know, relaxing, but we're sitting in front of a camera where you were talking, we're interviewing, do whatever it's fun, but like, it's still like work. Like we got lights on us and like all this shit. Right. Um, kind of give your, your your comments on that. Yeah, so I have to say that I'm I'm really bad at, take, at taking downtime, um, and I think that the reason why is because um, you know as business owners, it's like we don't have a set time. It's like yeah. we set our set time, and if we are the ones who set the boundaries on whether or not we're going to take downtime, and we know for a fact, I mean, we know what that downtime can can mean. You yeah, know, that yeah. downtime can mean. Uh, making an extra piece of content. That downtime can mean, you know, responding to four clients that perhaps need a program by tomorrow. Right. That 
you know, for one reason or another, they send their check-ins late or you're late because of X, Y, or Z, right? So it's really hard when you don't have that uh, structure, at least for me. Yeah. I remember that when, when I was working, uh, I was uh, working at this restaurant that I was working at. It was like, you start your shift, you finish your shift, you will go home, you yeah. don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, but also, I, I think it's, I was telling Dylan that at least I, I am really, I find actually creating content and actually doing things that are, doing the things that are going to move forward my business really relaxing. I tend to be always in this state of tension for some, for some reason. It's not healthy, and I know I need to work on it. <laughs> uh, but I think that just doing things that I know that are beneficial for my business and that are going to be impactful for the people that I'm trying to help, it's it really gives me some relief, you know, some peace of mind at least. And I can go to bed saying, "Well, it was a really productive day. I can't sleep well," which is six hours. So, so give it a take. It's that's it. Yeah, Jorge is kind of a psychopath. Um, it's funny, we were talking about this and we were like, okay, we need, we need a hobby because neither of us have like an actual hobby. Yeah. Uh, and, and I was like, okay, well, like he used to play piano and I want to like get into violin. It's this weird goal I've always had. So we're going to, we're going to start. I, I would want to, I'm literally thinking of, I'm, I'm a, I, I haven't committed to it yet, but I'm like, man, I want to go home. I've been thinking about it a long time and rent a violin and learn how to play the fucking violin. It's going to be awesome. And, and then we're going to start, uh, uh, a symphony group called the Swole Symphony. So, Symphony. so stay tuned. Twenty twenty four. We need a rapper though. We yeah. Yes. I, we need a we need a cover rapper. So we're gonna do like symphony music to rap beats, and then we're gonna have someone rap over it. So if if any of you watching or or rap, uh, you know, reach out and we'll get that going. Okay. Um, but yeah. So that is a difficult thing to to manage. I I still have issues with it. Like it because. Like, nobody gives you a handbook, like, let alone for life. Like, you know, we're in our 20s, and, um, I mean, I even know people in their 30s and 40s, and we're just still fucking winging it. Like, nobody told us how to even do our taxes, like, do all this shit. Like, I have to learn so much shit, like, um, and and nobody tells you how to run a business. Like, I don't, I didn't know when I needed to work and when I needed to not work. So I would just try working all the time, and personally, I would just burn out and then not be productive for a few days. But, like... But or or just be have like lapses of productivity. So I like be really productive for a period of time and then not productive at all because I just don't know when to work. Like do, like do I respond to you know should I be on my computer responding inquiries right when I get them? Like should I set how do I set boundaries around my life? Like there's just all these questions. Like oh how do I do my taxes? Uh, do I need a business account? Do I need an LLC? Um, how many you know how many pieces of content should I post? Like um, how, how what kind of post should I post so about? So much. It's so much at the same time. It's literally so overwhelming. Um, and I guess that really just speaks to like, I'm sorry, I'm moving the mic around. I like talk with my hands a lot. Uh, it's probably not great for you guys who are listening, but bear with me. Um, it, it, it speaks to being process oriented. Like, like it can be overwhelming to think like, okay, I'm starting this business. Or I'm trying to grow my social media and I'm just overwhelmed about the amount of things I need to do, what it takes. I don't even know what it does, what it, what it takes to do it. Right. So it's like, holy shit, where do I start? But like both Jorge and I from bodybuilding have the skills of like we just do our daily, you know, we hit our daily macros, we hit our daily workouts, we hit our daily steps. Like 
it, 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 it's, 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 it's process oriented, right? We just do the things every day. So like for me, like for example, learning how to edit was like something I always think of. Like um, I was like, I, people are doing reels a lot and reels are really popular uh, and I bought this camera and I don't use it, like what the heck? So I was like, okay, well I need to learn how to edit. So I just started using the program and then I was like, okay, well I need to do this specific edit. So I would go into TikTok because the search function is really good and I was like, how do I do this edit? And I'd figure it out and I basically learned the, the program um, by doing that. And I still learn every time I come into an issue, I, I learn by doing that. And, and, and as opposed to learning, oh my God, I don't know how to use this program at all. It's so confusing. I just basically took it step by step. How do I do a basic video cut? And then that goes to like content, like, okay, well just start posting and then, oh, what's doing well? Oh, this sounds doing well. Can I make a video about this sound? Like that's in my niche, like my, my target audience. Oh yeah. Like I could do this. This is how this creator did it. Oh, boom. You learn how to do that. And then you're like, well, like this, this new thing is like this new, you know, like stories, like you have this new feature, like, let me try that. And kind of like approaching things with curiosity and also just like not like judging yourself and, and just really focusing on the little things you need to do. Like, or, or, or even better zooming out and like, what are the big things that you need to focus on? Like, what are the pillars? Like, don't get caught up in the minutia. Like how many times should I post? It's like, well, like, let's just post, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, um, like uh, like uh, Hormozy was saying this, he's like, how do I scale my business? It's like you 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 need you need clients first before you scale your business. Like focus on the the basic shit. And then, uh, and then you can zoom in and be like, okay, well, like, you know, um, how, how many reels should I post? What, 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 what should I be posting every day? Should I be posting multiple times a day? Like start worrying about that stuff, but just really zoom out. Like just focus on the basic stuff. Don't overwhelm yourself. And yeah, I mean, the cool thing though, is that we started our business knowing already being already having worked with people as coaches. And the cool thing about it is that and I think that this applies with any other process, process or uh, let's say um, career or even just like discipline. You really, you really did the same habits and the same the same uh, the same behaviors are going to lead you are going to lead you to succeed in any anything anything you do in life. And so, if you're a coach, right? And you have you still don't have your your business right now. Try to think about what you would tell to your clients who are just starting out their fitness journey. Right? Should they be worrying about eating 30 grams of protein per meal four times per day? Should they be worrying about um, reaching their calories to the T? Should they be worrying about sleeping eight hours per night? Or, they're, or therefore, they're not making any progress, whatever, right? No, like, they should be worrying about the basic stuff. What's the basic stuff? Okay, you're just getting getting in from just square zero. Okay, how about we add more protein to each meal? How about we add more greens? How about we try to actually sleep six plus hours if... try to? How about we try to drink more water, right? And from there, you slowly uh, progress. You slowly get better. Same thing applies for uh, for business and, and, and for social media as well. Like if you're trying to grow your social media, being honest with you, just start posting. Just don't think too much about it. Literally just try to, just, uh, just as Dylan just said, um, just show your process. And even don't, don't even, try to think, think about doing this for yourself. Try to think five years, 10 years from now. You're posting this in social media. You will be able to look back, okay, at this point in your life and say, man, 
this is where I started. Look at look at what what I was doing back then. Yeah. You might you might laugh how look at how fucking stupid yeah, I was. Look at how fucking stupid I was. <laughs> or you could just rep, you know use that content and reframe it as oh, hey, dude. I am successful now, but look at where I started. Yeah. And you can just use that as your own hero, the the, the hero yeah. that's what's the, what's the the, the, the hero's name? journey. The hero's journey. Yes. You you always start from the from the from down there and then you slowly get better but just start from where you're at and slowly um increase improve your skills over time that's that's the name of the game so jorge literally just gave you guys a content strategy that we were talking about which is like repurposing old content so he threw a little tidbit in there as well uh what was i gonna say um oh and oh so one, one thing i wanted to, to touch on is that jorge has a large following uh, which is awesome. Like he, it, it creates a lot of business, or, or it helps with with business. Like obviously, he still has to work. But I want you guys to also think out there. Like keep in mind. Well, okay. Here, I'll, I'll backtrack a little bit. Um, the process of doing this is actually fun for us. The process of learning those things is actually not overwhelming because we gamify it. It's like a game. It's like a game of chess. Like, do I move this piece or this piece? Oh, I got to learn this thing. Like, uh, for example, we were at a conference and uh, Andrew Coates was speaking and he was talking about creative writing and he's like, you should write a blog and you should have an email list. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'm going to do that. And he mentioned some books. He's like, hey, can you DM me if you want to know the book? So I DM'd him today and then he sent me back the books and I literally purchased it on Amazon. And I'm like, cool, I got this new skill I'm gonna learn and I'm gonna try this thing, I'm gonna do this new content strategy and I get like super excited about it. It's a game, like I don't know and I'm excited to learn it. Like that's how you should approach it. And if you, excuse me, if you approach it like that, it'll be so much more fun, so much more exciting. You won't be overwhelmed. Like I could be like, man, I suck at writing. Like I'm so dumb. Like and get caught up in that, but it's like, no, no, I, I, I suck at writing, so it's empowering to me so that I can actually improve on my writing skills and get better at it, and then I can look and see like how good, my, like look back and be like, wow, my writing got so good, this is so awesome. Uh, so we kind of just gamify and flip it, and, and I know Jorge does this because uh, we've talked about this, and we're very similar in that regard. Um, one thing I wanted to say, fuck, I went off on that tangent, now I wanted to say something else, and I totally forgot what I wanted to say. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, so Jorge has a large following, I want you guys to know that like I have like uh, what like five percent of the following that Jorge has, and I actually just restarted my Instagram, and I probably even had less. I probably had like three percent because um, I had a lot of ghost followers on that account. And that's why I restarted it. And so I started from scratch essentially, which is also like fun, and I'm super excited about it. But I had like essentially three percent of the following Jorge has, and I was able to be able to uh, start my coaching business full time last year. It's not about the numbers on your account. It's amount about the the uh, quality of service you provide. It's about the interactions you have. Like I'm in there answering DMs, answering messages, uh, you know, talking to people, sending them voice messages, getting on calls with them, getting client leads, you know, giving them advice, helping them, all that stuff. I'm doing that, and that's what's important. It's not the number. Like I have the, it, 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 you can have a million followers, but if none of them buy from you, it doesn't matter. Exactly. I mean. Let me ask you a question, right? If you are a business coach, uh, so a business coach, oh my God. Say we're really tired. <laughs> if you're a, a fitness coach, right? How many clients do you think you need to, to have a successful business? Do you need 100? Do you need 200? Do you need 5,000? Do you need 10,000? Because let me, let me tell you something. Most of you guys that might be watching this at least have 50 followers at least have 100 followers don't you think that maybe 
you'd be really in a really good spot if you had 100 clients. Do you think that you need 100,000 followers to have a successful business? I don't think so. I think that all you need is to treat people as individuals, talk to people, actually talk to people, yes, not just posting, but reaching out and maybe not reaching out, but find ways in which you can help your audience to you know, raise your hand for help. Uh, there are multiple ways in which you can do that. But you know, don't get caught up in the numbers. And if you want to play the numbers game, I want you to think about this. Okay, let's say that you have 100 people that are following you. Now, I want you to think that you are standing on a stadium and you have 100 people watching you. That's the amount of people that you could have just let alone by that number that you have there. Yeah. So, again, don't get caught up in numbers. And, yeah, I mean, if you, if you happen to go through that, just frame it that way. It's, it's going to make, make more, much more sense. Literally, like, just do the math in your head right now. Okay, uh, how, how much money would I need to make to, like, do this part-time or even do this full-time, right? For a lot of you, it's, it's you know, it, it might seem like a large number, but just take that and, and um, how, how would you do this math? God damn it. I'm not great at math, guys. I'm sorry. I normally know how to do this. I'm also fucking exhausted. Um, so, so, like, basically, you would take that. Uh, you wouldn't divide it. Well, like, you can basically say, like, okay, what's... Um, like to, to figure out even like client rates and things like that, you could be like, okay, well I need to make, let's say, let's just throw out a number, like uh, an even number, like $4,000, right? That's 40 clients at a hundred dollars a month. If I'm doing the math correct, right? Yes. yes that's 40 clients at a hundred dollars a month. 40 clients is a, is, is a lot, but let, let's say, okay, that's 20 clients at $200 a month. That's a really, really basic. Like, like if 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 twenty percent of your hundred followers purchased from you, you would have a full time coaching business. Like think about actually like how many people that is. You know what I mean? Like that's that's totally doable if you frame it like that. You know what I mean? Ten people at four hundred dollars a month. Ten people. Like if you provide a, a fucking awesome service and you charge four hundred dollars a month and you provide that level of value. Yeah. You only have to interact with 10 people and you can literally work full time. I, I want to say something about that first is that if you're just starting, please, right, right. please do not charge 400 per month. All right. That's if just you, not going to legitimately like that fucking good. Like you just like you have like you, you, your first client just turns into Phil Heath and it's because of your programming. Then go by all means. Yes, but I, I still wouldn't. And the reason why is by, because of this, even if you're a fantastic job in person it does take a lot of skill and systems to work with people online and you only even if you work with business coaches people that literally will give you the systems to for you to system to for you to even make them your own and you know frame it uh, for for the type of client that you're working with still it's not until you have the reps in that you will have the skills and you you make everything as customized to to your client, and therefore you get better results for them in general. So so so, so yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, so at the beginning, if you're just starting online, be honest with you, just I would even if you can't because it's hard. It's really hard to charge if you don't have a background. It's like you get on a call with someone and you talk about their goals, and therefore you want to show you have to you usually have to show proof that what you do works 
And if you don't have proof, it can be really hard. And I, I don't want you to get discouraged by that. But the first thing you want to do is just like start charging very little. I started charging a hundred bucks per month, okay? A hundred bucks per month. And that was with my first paying client. Bear in mind, I actually coached two people completely free, made crazy transformation with, the, with them both. And after that, I started to get leads and I started to charge $100 per month and then $200 per month. And then I started to uh, make more, um, more uh, different, different type of programs that cost much more. So again, it's, you have to yeah. start somewhere. No, no. So I actually agree with that a whole lot. Like I was just using that for example, but um, so, so one, the clients that are gonna be able to purchase with you at a lower price point like that are gonna be the most difficult clients to work with. And act, that is actually very beneficial because if you can handle the most difficult clients and still produ produce results, when you start charging more and you get more serious clients, it's gonna be a fucking walk in the park. So that's one reason to do that. Two is just that you'll potentially be able to get more volume out, out of the bat, out of the, out of the beginning. And the volume allows you to get, like you said, get those reps in and, and, and work with as many people as possible and deal with tons of different situations. So you can really like, for example, I started very broad. Like I would just take anybody who came on and now I'm a little bit more selective about who I work with. And that was because I worked with certain populations and I learned what I liked. I learned who I liked to work with, all these different things, who I worked well with, all that stuff. So, so that really does help to charge. And then you kind of scale as time goes on. Say, you know, you're like, okay, I'm getting really good. I have a large volume. Like the way I actually uh, raise my rates is basically I'm like, okay, like well, how many clients can I handle and still give a provide a good service to? Okay. If I hit that capacity, then I raise my rates basically. Cause then it, it obviously like, um, you know, will, will inhibit some people and the, the maybe it slows down for a while. Eventually people start buying at that rate because I'm producing results and my business is growing. Then I raise the rates to allow, um, you know, to allow me to con control the flow of the business, but then also make more money as I scale, as I provide more value, as I become a better coach as well. And there's many ways to do it. That's just the way I do it. Um, but that's just an example of how you can. Mm -hmm. 100%. I agree with you on that. So um, I'm going to get Jorge. Well, we're not going to get out of here. We're going to we're in our Airbnb, but we're going to finish up this podcast here in a sec. But I, I really wanted to ask. This is something I struggled with for a really long time. Um, I struggle with like. Uh, for those of you listening, like a little bit of like nihilism, like basically like, and Jorge's has kind of alluded this to a little bit, like where I don't, I'm not saying he's a nihilist or anything like that, but he's alluded to the fact that like time just goes by so quickly. Like, especially once you start getting your like mid twenties, like shit just flies by. Like we, I told him we were having, we had this conversation, like when I first came and saw him the first day and I was like, it, it's going to be it, as soon as we blink it's our eyes, it's going to be, it's well, and it's going to be Friday and we're going to, this vacation is going to be done. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, we've enjoyed it as much as we can, but, like, that's just how it's just, like, boom. You know what I mean? Um, and so I kind of struggle with that a little bit because then I would be like, well, like, if time's just going to keep passing, then I die, like, like, uh, you know, and I'm not going to leave, like, a legacy. Like, you know, I'm going to be forgotten after X amount of time. Like, why do I even do what I do, right? And I kind of struggle with that. But, like, obviously, like, I keep doing what I do. And, and I, I've come to kind of some things in my mind, but, like, and I don't mean to put that on you at all. I'm no. just saying, like, that's I struggled with 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 my why. Like, why am I even doing what I'm doing for the longest time? Like, I could just not. So yeah. I'm I'm curious, like, what what drives you? Like, what makes you work so hard? Like, why are you grinding so much? Why are you on your phone? Why are you putting out these posts? Why are you working with so many clients? Like, why do you want to grow your business? Uh, what's your why, really? Well, I mean, I think that my my why, Dylan, has to do more with pretty much the same reason, just what you said, like. Just put it in perspective, if you had all the time in the world, would you work hard? Would you have big aspirations? 
I personally, if you ask me that question, I would answer, I, I don't know. Man, it's a lot of work and forever. It's like, I don't know if I want that burden. Now, since we have a limited amount of time, I really want to make sure that I'm making each moment count. I do not want to take for granted a, a single second. And therefore, um, I really want to live life at, at, at its fullest, right? Um, so that's one thing. The time is limited, and that's my main my main um, driver. The second thing, and I'm not sure if it's second. Honestly, not none of these are in 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 order because I think that these are really important for me. Jorge doesn't like to use hierarchies because he, he believes that they're toxic. Oh yeah, I believe that they're toxic, and I hate um, you know I hate hierarchies because they're like whatever. <laughs> You're gonna yeah. get us canceled. Yeah, I'm, I I better shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so. Another thing that really drives me is, man, that I came, I, I have, I think that I, and I think that most of you guys, if you, if you are immigrants and you come from, let's say, you know, Latin America, um, some of you might have a lot of perspective, you know, you move from that to that. I mean, you know what I'm talking about, to here, uh, which is the land of opportunity, you see some the amount the amount of things that you can do here is just overwhelming to the point in which I remember that when I when I moved to the states there were so many options for me that I just didn't do anything for like a year because I was like okay I'm gonna do this I was taking a few steps towards that direction no I'm gonna do that I'm gonna do this I'm going to go out to I'm going to go to college no I actually don't like that whatever but I'm I regress um, so being here and seeing the amount of opportunities that's that's another thing, um, for sure. And the third thing is that I I just want to serve the my. I want to be of use for my the people that I, have been there for me, and I feel the the moral. Um, what's the word that I'm looking for? Obligation. Yes, the moral obligation. I feel the moral obligation of at some point being able to, you know, help my parents and say, you know, give them the, op the, the option to not having to worry about finances. That's my main thing. I want to be able to say, hey, tomorrow you're not working because I'm going to uh, take care of you. And even, I, I know for a fact they, they won't take it, but at least I want to give them you the option. Make them yes. Yeah, make them for sure. And, you know, at some point I want to be able to say, hey, I'm taking you to a, to a vacation um next 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 week get Be ready Vegas we're taking Vegas. Them to Vegas we're, not, we're going to we're, we're going crazy to, on Vegas right I can't even imagine like Jorge was like walking around he was like this is insane like especially coming from like Venezuela like seeing Vegas this week has been like I imagine a I mean it's crazy for me and like I've lived I live in the states you know what I mean it's it's overwhelming being honest with you in a, in a good way so it really also just being here it also opened your eyes right because at least I come, like, I live in a really small town, Cape Coral. There's not, not much going on. Yeah. Really, like, just a lot of old people. I love old people, but it's just <laughs> not much going on, right? So that's, that becomes your normal, and then you come to this, this monster of, of a place, and you're like, wow, like, this, like, reality can really change. Like, yeah. it can really open your eyes. So that's one thing. That's, that, those are, like, I suppose my three main drivers, you know? Um, and I think that the third one is is the biggest thing. Like I really wanna. That's a big dream of mine. Just being able to take care of the 
be, being able to take care of, of my family and um, yeah, that's that's big for me. Yeah, man, that's that's really cool because you found an avenue that not only helps your family but also helps a fuckload of people in the process as well, and that's really cool. And I think that that's kind of what I ultimately came to was like it, it's one thing to have these like aspirations for myself. But when I can actually attach them to like something even higher than myself, like my family or like the people that are behind the screen but that I'm that I'm helping, it actually is a much greater driver. Oh, 100%. You know what I mean? Like I uh, to like be real with you, like I noticed from a really young age that like I and I imagine a lot of people do like they they don't like to see other people suffer. Like I I, uh, I would have like uh, like a, just a like I I'd have like these weird things. Like I'd go into the gas station. And I still do this. And I would just like see the person behind the counter and like, you know, like gas stations aren't always the greatest. Sometimes they're kind of dingy and like dirty and like it's a pretty like actually dangerous occupation too. And um, I would just like think like I hope they're doing okay. You know what I mean? And um, I, I, I basically like tried to leverage that in my daily life. Like I think it's just a really important thing for me. Like it's not even like about like myself or my life. Like, yeah, my life's cool. I'm really happy that I have the things I have, but like if I can like actually improve the quality of other people's lives, because I know a lot of people suffer more than I do, especially because maybe they don't perceive reality the same way or they have different circumstances. Like if I can do anything to improve that, even if it's just like, how's your day going as far as like it, it going as far as like, you know, helping them change their body composition, which, you know, helps them achieve like a really big goal that they always had. Right. And even for Jorge, it's even, it's even greater because like, you know, these people are like have children and it's like, they are able to play with their kids again and they're able to live longer because they're not, um, you know, uh, they're going to, because they're, they're losing weight and, and be there for their families more. And, and that's something that I also try to focus on in my coaching is, you know, like helping people live longer and things like that. Those things are, those are really big. And if you can attach yourself to those, I think that's what really drives me. And that's something that I've been thinking about. And it's really been helping me a lot dealing with like this, like kind of like, like almost like crisis of like nothing matters, I guess. Um, but I guess I'll, I'll kind of leave on that note, not to talk too much about myself. I think I, I like that this was also somewhat collaborative because like Jorge and I just like get along and see really eye to eye on a lot of things. It's really cool that we met on social media. We also have like really similar journeys. Like we found, um, like we're both wearing like RP kind of RP stuff right now. And we both, uh, found RP around the same time, got into like more evidence-based practices. And, uh, we see eye to eye on like a lot of like, you know, political stuff and just like just life stuff in general. So it's really cool. Like, uh, just, you know, you never know who's going to become a friend. You never know who you're going to hang out with, like, you know, answer messages on social media, reach out to people. Like if you see something you like, or you see like, you know, just, just leave genuine comments on people's posts and just network. And that's a great way to build your business as well, but also just to make friends and just have a community. And, uh, that's, I think what we've done here and, and it's really awesome. So like, uh, Jorge, I just wanted to say, man, it's, it's been uh, really fucking great hanging out with you and meeting you and just, you know, shooting content, meeting people, like doing all this stuff. And I really look forward to many years ahead of us doing the same fucking thing over and over and just fucking grinding. Excellent. Likewise, man. I mean, be honest with you, it's been um, an amazing experience. You know, I told you earlier this trip that it's mind blowing the connections that I've been able to make, uh, that we've been able to make in social media. Um, a lot of people complain about, you know, social media being this toxic place. 
I personally just found mostly positives, and I think the reason why is because we just try to put out positive stuff. Right. Uh, yes, and it just feeds you back. So, yeah. again, it's being real, being here with your brother, and looking forward to making games together. You know, that's yeah. that's the goal. Yes. Like honestly, I was training with Jorge, and he's like one of the most like most impressive like natural physiques I've been around in person. Like when we're training together, I'm like, holy shit! Like I was natural. Like I would want to look like that, basically. Uh, so honestly, uh, just give Jorge a follow. I'll leave all his links down below. All his coaching stuff. If you're interested, um, he he literally just mentioned on this podcast who he likes to work with, who he works well with. Obviously, he takes all kinds of clients, but like if you kind of fit the description too, Jorge is your fucking guy to go to for that. Um, and just reach out. Like we love we love interacting with you guys. We love talking about this stuff. Like we're just as excited to share the stuff we're learning with you as we are to learn it. So like just please reach out and and you know let's talk and you know maybe we can all be sitting on this fucking couch together. Um, you know, doing doing casting couch calls. Um, all right, uh, I'm going too far off. Let's. I'm gonna go eat some edibles and jump in the hot tub. Uh, thank you guys all for listening, and thanks for being on Jorge.